Let the Carmelo Anthony slander commence. It's the dime. You are now listening to The Dime with Josh Rodriguez, your weekly go-to podcast for all things NBA. Subscribe on iTunes or listen every week on thedimepodcast.com. And now, your host, Josh Rodriguez. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Dime. It's been a busy week. Carmel Anthony is not on the Rockets anymore. Jimmy Butler is now on the Sixers. Draymond and KD are beefing. LeBron finally looks like LeBron James. And I have one of my best friends in the world talk about it. If you want, you can follow The Dime on Twitter, Instagram, at The Dime NBA. Give the show five stars because it deserves five stars. And those ratings help me out a lot. I'm also developing YouTube content. So if you want to be a contributor of some sort, hit me up at The Dime NBA or on my personal account at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. And now it is time for me to introduce my guest. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he has been on The Dime before. He's one of my best friends. He is a rapper, a producer, and the dopest lyricist east of the Mississippi, north of the equator, and west of the prime (laughs) meridian. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Quab, aka yes. Why yes, baby. What's going on, man? How are you? What's going on, man? Mellow's gonna whoop your <laughs> Yo, Mellow's gonna find me on Twitter one day. I'm saying. He's gonna embarrass me. He's probably gonna like retweet quote one of my things and just say something, because a basketball player or celebrity can say anything and it will go viral. Facts. And it's gonna embarrass me. And it's probably gonna ruin my TV or radio or podcast career that I have going forward. But you know what? It might be worth it. Nah, he's going to catch you in public, and you won't catch hands. Like, he's still 6'8". <laughs> <laughs> that you, is true. You can say he's washed all you want, but he's still 6'8", so. <laughs> he's washed. Uh, listen, he's washed by NBA means, but I would never in my life step to him for a physical altercation of any type. You hear that, Melo? Just so if you... if you Yeah. Come on, Melo. And listen, I always say, I look, Melo's a cool guy. He seems like a cool dude. He seems like a he cool does. guy. I just don't want him anywhere near my team. That's <laughs> what, What's wrong with that? I know plenty of cool people, Quab. We know plenty of cool people we played basketball with throughout the years who were like, I like you, but I don't like playing basketball with you. Yeah, that's Am true. I wrong? No, that's, Am that's, I wrong about that? That's completely true. There you go. So why true. can't we just put Carmelo at the end of that conversation? Because he's a, he's a future Hall of Famer. Oh, please. He is, though. I'm not going <laughs> to But that's the thing. I think I'm fair with Carmelo because if you hear me talk about Carmelo, I'm always like, listen, I'm not going to front. He's absolutely a Hall of Famer. The people who say he's not a Hall of Famer, that's a huge smack to his face. I say I acknowledge his fantastic one-on-one abilities and his – Oh. That's there was so much, there was so much shade in that. In that there was so much fantastic one-on-one ability. His, uh, his phenomenal, his ability, one-on-one isolation basketball. His ability to shoot mid-range jumpers over contesting uh, defenders to shoot forty-three percent. Hey, you know, I'm yeah, stop. stop. I'm a hand. Listen, he's one of the best isolation basketball players. <laughs> if basketball was, if basketball was one-on-one, he'd be. He, he he would be a top five player of all time. Am I wrong about that? No, you're not wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Exactly. But it's five on five. It's a different game. You're right. And the game has evolved. It, let's just be honest. It evolved and it doesn't fit his strength. Okay. Anymore. So um, what about do you, what do you think about this uh, conspiracy? Everybody, I see people talking about that uh, D'Antoni still hates him. And that's why <laughs> he's always, he's always, <laughs> this, this is D'Antoni's get back at him from uh, from the Knicks days. No, I don't think that's what it is. I I legitimately think that they were like, let's just give it a quick go 
And you're going to be able to tell right away if it works or not. And if Melo's not hot from three-point range, it's not going to work because he doesn't contribute anything else offensively. And he's a, a liability on defense. You know, there are players who can just spot up and shoot, and that's yeah. that, right? But, you know, Carmelo Anthony, if he's not hitting his shot and he's just spotting up and shooting, he's not doing anything else. Like, I watching the game today, Gary Clark, even when he wasn't hitting threes, he did have a nice night hitting the threes. He was still driving and kicking. He was doing stuff. Carmelo just doesn't do that. He chills on the perimeter. He doesn't bring anything else to the offense, and that's the thing. Like, you can do other things offensively without scoring the basketball. So people will point at his stats and be like, oh, he did. Let's just say he had a nice night, four for seven from three-point range, and they'll point to that, but they don't realize that, okay, but when he touches the ball, maybe he slows the offense down. He doesn't drive and kick for anybody else. Like, there's other things that go with the game that people just don't pay attention to and don't realize that Melo just doesn't do those things. Very true. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna contest it. I'm not gonna because I'm not gonna get into a whole mellow because we we don't sit here and have a a back and forth about mellow for like an hour. And I, well, I mean, we can do. I mean, we don't have to have a back and forth about mellow, but I mean, it is relevant that he got weighed by the Rockets. Yeah, it is. Today. It is very relevant. It is, it is really big news. So I don't know where he ends up now, if he ends up anywhere, or if he if he's gonna retire, or if a, a team is interested in him or what, whatsoever. Like I don't know what he does moving moving forward, but. What do you think he should do? Do you think he should retire? I mean, that's uh, it's hard to say because you it's like it's I can tell that he still feels that he can play, right? So the right. problem is that he has to kind of swallow his ego a little bit and be like, "Okay, if I'm going to be on a team, I'm not going to I'm not I'm not the mellow from Syracuse straight who is one of the top scorers in the league, one of the top fours in the league as of currently as of now like i can still i can still get buckets here and there maybe i should i, I yeah. should be comfortable coming off the bench if that's the case like i don't i don't know what teams like what's what teams right now i can't rattle off i i think somebody said uh maybe the grizzlies i i, I don't like i really off top i really don't know what team he would fit right now yeah I, maybe he should just go back to the I, Knicks. stop it how how dare you say that are you kidding me right now <laughs> So, I mean, I have, I'm having conversations with people who've been guests on my podcast who are also podcast personalities and sports writer. Um, one of them being Darnell Gillette, who's been a guest on the show. He said the Pelicans. I think that makes sense. They don't really have someone who can just get you a bucket outside of Anthony Davis, maybe Drew Holiday every once in a while. But, you know, their wings aren't that great. I mean, Etuan Moore's having a better season. Miritich is decent. But I think that he can be an upgrade to what they have already. So that makes sense to me. He can play to his strengths. But they – but they, I, I remember I saw I saw that and I I, I read somewhere said that they they weren't interested because again like he doesn't what else if he's not scoring what right. else is he bringing and he's not really that big a, a good of a right. defender and then apparently apparently so, Spolster really wanted him on the Heat and uh, that I don't understand I don't, I don't get it like I, I really I, don't I don't get understand that. it either I don't think that's a good fit for him and then also corner my boy Just Blaze who is a huge Mellow fan and Mel advocate and I respect just a lot i was on his podcast above the rim if you haven't listened to that episode check it out if you have listened to that podcast subscribe because it is a dope podcast um he thinks he fits he should go to philly or or miami what do you think about philly i don't think he fits miami i mean i'm sorry i don't think he fits philly yeah i Phil, yeah. philly philly needs what philly needs they need like they just need shooters yeah at this yeah, they point need, they need people to they just see like the floor. actual spot up shooter. the floor yeah at this point, you have you have your go you have your go to players like you have your go to scores. You don't need another person that like you have to dump the ball to. Him. 
and like kind of just like just watch. Like you have Embiid, you you have Butler. After that big trade, you need another. I think you need they need to find shooters. Like I heard, like they're trying to they're interested in Kyle Korver, which would be a great pickup for them. Um, yeah, I agree. If he's healthy, I don't know what the status of that is. Um, just, but, just chill out the three point line and, and shoot threes. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and in the case like you don't even you don't even need him to shoot necessarily. You just need the threat of him standing there. His so gravity. His, his man exactly. His man doesn't leave him, so that opens right. up the lane. And then if players such as like a player like Embiid has a one on one matchup, I don't know many centers that are, that are going to be able to stop him from getting whatever he wants. Yes, I agree with you on that. Um, I just don't know where Melo fits. I mean, I know last podcast episode I said something where it's like he belongs on a team like the Hawks or the Suns or like some team that just can't score the basketball. I don't even say the Suns because the Suns have Devin Booker, but a team that's terrible and doesn't have any options. Yeah, he would be he would be a an option on that team. But because I don't think right that's now, what he wants, though. He doesn't want to go to like a nah. losing team and just no, like. No, you're right, but you're not going to fit in with the Celtics. The Celtics aren't going to run plays for you. You're not going to fit in with the Sixers. You're not going to. The Heat, I don't understand either. They're an interesting team to me. I mean, Spolstra is one of the best coaches in the league, so maybe he has an idea in his head that he thinks he can make work. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. Somebody, I remember somebody said the Wizards. I I died laughing. I was like, please, please let I him saw go. That too. Please let I him go to Wizards too. because you're, you're there. I don't. That team is a complete mess. <laughs> complete mess, and it's hilarious. Like that's the last thing they need is Carmelo Anthony on that team. Like yeah, add Melo. Add Melo. I just want to see how that's gonna work with Melo, Dwight Howard, John Wall. But like they're already having Jeez. problems as it is. Like yeah, with as, as much talent as they have. So add Melo to that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's sad. I mean, just be just staying objective. You know, obviously, if you guys know me, if you've listened to this podcast regularly, this is the first time you hear me actually speak of Carmelo Anthony. It's no secret to those who know me that I I just not a fan of him. Huge Nick fan, never wanted him on the team. But at the same time, it is kind of sad to see a Hall of Fame career just kind of go down in flames because it has gotten down in flames. You know, he left the Knicks, he went to OKC, didn't work out there. Didn't went to Houston, didn't work out there. And honestly, wherever he goes next, it's not going to work out there either. It's not. Oh, not, yeah. You never not, know, Because he, he wants to go to a contending team. He doesn't want to go to an Orlando or, or or a squad like that to just put up baseless numbers, to empty numbers. He's not going to want to do that. He wants to contribute. Yeah. You know, Melo is a competitor. As as much shit as I talk about him, he is a competitor. Um, I think he – here's the thing with Melo. There are a lot of selfish basketball players who are selfish people. I don't believe that Melo's selfish. I think Melo grew up, and he was the best scorer, like in his high school and his college. Hands down. He, he, Hands down. Yeah. And he won. He won that championship in Syracuse. So in his mind, like growing up, it was just like I can do this by myself. Like, and it's not even just selfish. That's the way he grew up playing basketball. That's how he's always played basketball. And then he he came into the league with the Nuggets, and he was successful right away. So in a way, I don't even blame him for his mindset. Because I think he legitimately thinks that's the best way for his team to win. It's not so much all about him. It's just, you know, this is how I know how to play the game. This is how I've been successful my whole life. And I'm just going to rock with it because I've never been taught otherwise. True. I don't, I just, I just, his next decision is going to be, it's very, very big for him. So I hope he figures it out. Maybe, maybe go, go to like San Antonio or something. I don't know, man. Like, you know, San Antonio, pop, listen, that's the thing. San Antonio, I, I just listed a bunch of uh, contenders that I said he wouldn't be able to go to. And I also said that I don't see him being an option on a contending team. But you just said San Antonio. Maybe, maybe pop can make it work somehow. 
yeah. convince him 20 minutes off the bench, try to be a Jamal Crawford type. It's it's just hard because you got to put him in motion. Like there's other, there's things that he has to do as a basketball player that I can't see him doing. But I feel like maybe if, if he was on a team like San Antonio, like he would, he would, because of, he would respect the coach. So maybe that would. Right. That, that would help. That, yeah. That would help. It would favor him that way. But I don't know, man. I don't know either, man, but it's it's sad what's happened to Carmelo Anthony. And those of you who I, – I listen, I on the other side of the argument, people who are like, it's not Melo's fault. Give him another chance. If we won here, he – no, he wouldn't. Like, it's it's time <laughs> – no, like, I'm, 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 I know it's 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 funny, but at this point, like, give it up, dude. Melo is not what you think he is. And he hasn't been what you thought he was ever. He hasn't been ever. And I'm talking specifically to my Nick fans who – want him back on the team or are still defending him. They've had one good year with him since 2010. Since 2010, he's been responsible for one good season in the NBA for a team, period. And he had his own team. I don't care if he didn't have the supporting staff to win a championship. He had a supporting staff to make the playoffs at least be decent. And they weren't, ever, except for one year. Come on, yo. Like, stop making excuses for this guy. He's (laughs) – he's. I, stop! <laughs> I know you're laughing at me, Qual, but let's come on, man. Why are people just, always yo, making excuses for him? I, look, I'm the, I will laugh because I've heard I've heard this so many times. That's why you've I heard say, this since 2010, and I've is, been so right about this, yo. This, this is hilarious. It's and I'm not letting people. I'm not. I am not letting go of this point. I am making sure everybody knows I was right about Carmelo Anthony. Everybody, every Nick fan hey. that fought with me about this, I was right about Carmelo Anthony, and these last. Two, three years have done nothing. But, now, F that. These last eight years, with the exception of one year, has has proved my point. Hey, I was I, right about Carmelo Anthony. I look, was right about Mike D'Antoni being a phenomenal basketball coach. Look what he's doing right now in Houston. By the way, Melo, absent three games, Rockets 3-0. Just saying. Uh, disclaimer, again, disclaimer, uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, the guy that's talking about you like that is Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. It's not, it's not me. <laughs> And you're a good dude, man. I think I, you're a good guy. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I man. I'm just saying. This I don't is just want any uh, problems. I don't want any problems. Uh, Listen, you you seem like a cool dude. I'm hey, just not gonna. It's just, hey, just talking basketball. It's just basketball, dude. Just, <laughs> just talking basketball. That's it, man. Don't don't get offended. Don't get. Offended. Oh, but but this, uh, did you watch the game today? You watched the Rockets Warriors game? I watched. I watched. Uh, I watched till it became a blowout. So it's like, dude, the, the Warriors are not the same without Steph, and it's it's something that you know it's not a hot take. It, a matter of fact, I think I, like I'm not even kidding. Like four tweets on my timeline, like back to like four different people, like Warriors are ass without Steph. Warriors are not the same without Steph. Warriors are not, like literally. I, I wish I took a screenshot of it, but it's yeah, true. But it's, it's, but it's true though. Yeah, it's so it's true. true, and it's it's one of those like general opinions, and it's it's not something that's unique, and you're not going to come to the dime to listen to that type of opinion. But it's true, right? Am I wrong about that? No, it's very true. Like even when he when he has like a bad game, him being out there changes like a lot because he. He does a lot where like he moves around a lot. He he sets as a even as even though he's not small as a, as a small point guard, he sets screens for other people. Like he moves the ball. Like he makes a difference. He makes a huge difference. And also he can hit the 40, 40 footer bombs or whatever. But him not being they just they I don't know, man. I've and I think this has been a lot of people's opinion about it. They just have looked different ever since Durant got on the team. They went from a team that was like moved the ball more and like they just they were having more fun to what seems like it's so much more one on one. Yeah. It's ugly basketball. It yeah, I don't like but, it. 
but you're so talented, it doesn't matter. You know, I'll take it back. It's not ugly basketball. It's not ugly basketball. At, at time, yeah, it's it just, can be. They it's have just their moments. What, they have, they have a lot more of those moments now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it is frustrating to watch, but at the same time, you can't deny their greatness. Well, you have, you like I always say, you have, uh, well, currently right now, you have four players. You actually know, I'll tell you that. You have three players on the team that can score 30 points in a given quarter. With ease. So, that is such a crazy thing to say. If you really in think a given quarter, not in a, a given game. In a game, in a quarter, they can quarter. like you've done it. You've done it. You've seen yeah, it. Yeah, that's such an absurd thing to say. De, de, uh, dear, dear, oh. foreman is one of the like whatever you you can however you feel about Draymond. He's still one the top a top power forward in the league, and he's a a do it all power forward. And then they have Demarcus Cousins, who's just sitting oh, on the bench. Um, so, so, so actually, four dudes who can score. Yeah, four dudes who can score thirty in a given quarter. You have Steph, Cousins, KD, and Jonas Jaberko. <laughs> Jonas Jaberko. <laughs> Jonas Jaberko. <laughs> Dropping thirty in a quarter. Fucking imagine. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so the NBA is rigged. If that happens, it's rigged. <laughs> it's fake. NBA's fake, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jonas Jaberko, so whatever. Yeah. It's Jonas is scoring thirty point nine, but it's that's crazy. It's just it's yeah. not. So a lot of times when they're the way they're playing now, you you just look at it and be like, well, a team a team could be up fifteen points. I'm like, hey, I guess the fourth quarter, one of them is going to turn up and you're going to win, and they know exactly. It. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like they they go on the regular season, they go to cruise control. I think you know ever since that season where they won seventy three but lost in the finals, they were just kind of like you know let's just. I was just chilled in the regular season. And I was looking forward to today's game because I was like, you know, this is going to be a matchup with Houston. Um, for whatever reason, I wasn't aware that Curry wasn't playing. Oh, uh, you and, know about the growing injury, yeah. No, and it just it sucks. You know, you these are matchups that I want to see. You know, growing up, NBA and NBC, when it was the Jazz Sonics, you knew Malone was going to play and Stockton was going to play and Kemp and Payton were playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it's like you, you get these matchups and sometimes like they're not even playing for rest. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah, I hate this shit. I'm not saying Steph's not injured. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying, it's frustrating. You know, you have the two best teams in the league, supposedly, and we can't even get a measuring stick. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that is, it is so early in the season. And so, like, a lot of times they, it doesn't matter as currently right now in terms of that, but because it's so early in the season. Um, But being so early in the season, so much crazy stuff has happened this season so far like it's, it's unbelievable it's nuts it's, it's unbelievable I, th- I love it i think every 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 week something comes out i'm just like yo this is this is ridiculous like what is going on yeah i agree i, I love it though i mean lebron leaving for los angeles kind of set the tone for me that it was yeah. just going to be that type of season and um you know i tweeted yesterday at the game yesterday they played portland and lebron had 44 points i think he almost had a triple double i think he had like 44 11 and 9 or something like that and it was the first time he fe- it felt like he was LeBron. Um, I think I think I I think I saw you I, I saw you uh, uh, tweeting about that. I'm like yeah, but I'm 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 off the like um, the games I've watched. I think about whatever how many ever games have been televised, and to me he's just he just looks like he's looked like LeBron to me, but just like how he always looks early on in the season where he's kind of just filling out things and seeing how it goes. People, I've seen people say, "Oh man, he's been playing so bad." Um, da da da. I'm like, he he's averaging like twenty five, seven and seven, and it's that's, ridiculous. That's considered bad. Like, what is this? Like, it's crazy. 
I think he's averaging 27 now. And he's not playing as many minutes as he used to before. You Which know, is, what I say, he, he's playing phenomenal, but it's like, he just doesn't, it's not that he's not trying. He's just not as aggressive as I want him to be, but he's still putting up numbers. I mean, I feel like he, part of him doesn't, he he wants uh, the younger the younger players to be more aggressive because he he need he needs them to be in order right. for it to work out later on in the season. He he doesn't need to be going all out like this early on in the season. Regard no, people. He, like, no, go ahead. No, I was, I was I was agreeing with you. Go ahead. I was gonna say like I've seen a lot of people saying oh because it's, it's the West you need to. I'm like yo, it's the crazy thing about the West right now is like it's Golden State and everybody else is trying to figure it out like that's that's what that's what it's gonna be like uh, that's how that's how i view it as so i think like he's just trying to figure it out they have the tyson chandler pickup was huge for them so now because they have finally have an actual backup center luke walton needs to do something about his rotations i hate right. I, I get annoyed watching that i don't but i don't even think he knows and honestly ronda's out for three to five weeks now i think that's a blessing yes for them yes i absolutely do Yes, it, Rondo, I don't think Rondo's fitting in. I don't like the way Rondo's playing at all. I actually think he's kind of holding the team back a bit. And I love the way Lonzo's playing. I I like Lonzo Ball a lot. He makes the right play all the time. He's always looking for teammates. I mean, he needs a little more confidence in his shot because he's shooting well. Just let it go, Lonzo. Let it fly, baby. Yeah, I think I think him coming back from injury and just kind of – you can tell he's like kind of going through the motions. So right now he's being more aggressive, which is good. Um, I think like Rondo for that team, I think Rondo is better off the bench. I think KCP should never play, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> go go back to jail. Dog, they... <laughs> Wasn't he playing with the uh the ankle monitor? Yeah, he was. That's wild. Crazy. That's wild. Like, what kind of shit is that? Oh, and I'm you like, can't make that up. He was playing with ankle monitor and they gave him that big contract because because of LeBron. Right. Because of LeBron, they gave him that big contract. And I'm like then they started him and like, don't he, he just doesn't, he, to me, he's never been, he's not that consistent of a shooter. No, he, but he came out of Georgia, apparently like hailed as a three point shooter. And I think he was pretty good his first couple years with the Pistons. Was he? I don't, I, this is me off of memory. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm going to, I'm going to check his stats right now because I, when I used to think Casey, KCP, I was like, Oh, three point shooter defender, like three and D. I, I the only reason I know like he was he was like I think he was okay maybe average of a shooter was because um as as you know I'm I'm a big Nets fan so like anytime I hear a rumor about oh they might they might give this guy a big contract I try to do a little bit of research so a little, a little bit of research I did on KCP I'm like he's not that great of a shooter like of a three and D player like he that all right here we go okay You're ready for his percentage let's get it. Rookie year, 31.9%. Okay. Ugh, that's not good. Well, rookie year, uh, so. Second year, 34.5, which is decent. Next year, he was 30.9, which isn't good. Dog, sick. His last year with the Pistons, he was a 35% three-point shooter, which is which is decent. Which is not good. No, 35% from three is decent. If you're supposed to be a three and D player? Okay, fair enough. And then um, last year, he was 38.3, highest of his career, which is good. Which is... I, it must have been the ankle bracer, man. <laughs> it had to be. Lock him up. Lock him up. <laughs> KCP, lock him up. Yo, yo. Why can't it on it? Yeah. Shout out to you, by the way. We recommend that sound a bit. Oh. That's gonna be on the dime forever. 
Oh man, that's the funniest sound effect ever. That man, I Say, I feel bad for that guy, man. He he finally showed a little bit of emotion and he gets cracked on for life. Uh, make a joke, Quab. Make a joke. Any type of joke. <laughs> I you just put me on the spot. Yeah, just any type of joke. The funniest joke you know. I don't. I don't have a funny joke. I'm like, <laughs> you don't have. I'm. I'm like. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a clown to you. No, I didn't say that. Man. I, I, that's how I felt, bro. I heard. No, don't feel that way. That's two. Two pretzels are walking in the ghetto. Jesus, what are you doing? <laughs> two. Two pretzels are walking in the ghetto. Okay. One is assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's Yo, move my on. hands are in my face. Right. <laughs> It's a great joke. What are you doing? It was a great joke. Was that not a great joke? Oh my that was courteous. <laughs> Alright, well, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh Jimmy Butler played his first game with the 76ers the other day in Orlando, and the Sixers lost to a Magic team that they aren't good, but the Magic, they're competitive. They're seven and eight. I I mean you know how some bad teams are like really competitive in the beginning of the year, like the first 20 games, they might be five hundred and then they fall off and go on like a twenty game losing streak. So you're talking about Nets? Cool. Yes. Uh, no, nah, it's like. Well, actually, I'll say this. I'll say the Nets before we get into Jimmy Butler. I think the Nets, if Karras would have not had his foot fall off of his fucking leg, ugh. I think they would have been fighting for an eight seed. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like there's a bunch of those teams uh in the East that are like kind of just teetering like on the on the bottom and like right outside the playoffs and right on the eight seed. So there's a there's a bunch yeah. of them. The Magic, the Magic is possibly one of those teams also. Well, the Magic, like I think they have like. They have Vucevic. Aaron Gordon is um he's a nice talent, but then outside of that, like DJ Augustine's your starting point guard in a league where every night you're going against like murderous row of point guard, you know what I mean? True. So it's 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 kind of like it's a guards league, and then if DJ Augustine's your point guard, nothing against him. I think he's a fine backup. You're just not gonna but they, they, do much. They've won some games though. Well, yeah, because they have thought like Jonathan Simmons. Is solid. I think Terrence Ross is solid. Yeah, Terrence Ross is solid. You know, they have like solid role players where I think if you put them on other teams, like they can flourish. Yeah. It's just that they're all on one team and it just makes one bad team. Like Fournier is, is, is solid. Yeah, yeah, like they're all cool. Yeah. Like, but they're nothing like crazy. Like Aaron Gordon probably has the potential to be an all star, but besides Aaron Gordon, who else really? Like Mo Bamba's been decent from what I've seen. I haven't really watched many Magic games, so. Yeah, he just, maybe he's just coming off. Maybe the Christian, yeah. maybe Christian Rosenberg, who has been a guest on my show. He's the only Magic fan that I know outside of. Well, actually, Kizzo is not even a Magic fan anymore. I mean, he's a Magic fan for three years. He's a Magic. He was a Magic fan. He was a Dwight Howard fan. That doesn't count. He was just a Dwight Howard fan. Listen, man, I went to a Sixers Magic playoff game with him, and he wore a Magic jersey and was rooting for the Magic. I know he's a Howard fan, but you don't go to Philadelphia with an opposing team's jersey on if you're not a fan. Is that fair? I was gonna say something, but I'm, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. So no, say it, say I'm it. Safe. I'm gonna be safe. I'm gonna keep... You're gonna be safe. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it safe. I'm gonna keep it safe. Kizzo, Kizzo can get away with that. Kizzo can get away. With K- Kizzo it. can get away with it. K- Kizzo can get away with a lot. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. That's my man. We're, we're gonna have we're gonna have a conversation off air because <laughs> that's my man. That's my man. So I'll say that. Shout out to Kizzo. Shout out to Kizzo. Um. So yeah, the Magic beat the Sixers one eleven one oh six. And it's it's Jimmy's first game, so it's kind of like you don't want to put too much stock into it. But are you buying this big three? Maybe they contend in the East because I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm I wasn't high on the Sixers going into the year. I had him as the five seed. Okay. Because I think a lot of people were overrating them. them and a, I think I was one of those people. You had him as the five seed. So yeah, so man, who I, did you have above them? It's just a 
go well, this is my projections before. Yeah. You're gonna laugh at one of them, but I had Celtics, obviously, Raptors, and I had the Bucks at three, and then I had okay. the fucking Washington Wizards at my four. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, fine, fair enough. Um But yeah, I, I just knew I had a feeling they would step back because the way I looked at it was they were a five hundred team for most of the year last year. Okay. Five hundred for most of the year. Then they wanted that huge winning streak at the end of the year, and then they got humbled by the Celtics. And then, you know, when you think about it, it's like, well, are they that 500 team or are they that team that went on that huge winning streak? And usually you're that team that you've been for 40, 50, 60 games. I mean, it, and then they lose Bellinelli. They lose Iliasobia, who don't get me wrong, aren't superstars by any means, but they were a huge reason why they went on that winning streak. And now they're gone. That's what I was going to say. Those, they picked yeah. up those two and then they ended up going on the streak because exactly. they, they picked up two, two shooters that opened up the floor for them. I, I right. think, I think they have a, I think they have a good team. It's, uh, I'm like I haven't I haven't gotten to like you've only played one game. I actually want to watch them more, see how they all actually fit, so see how it works out. So at least they, I mean, they did the right thing and put a started JJ Redick finally. Yeah, he had a nice night the other night. As he should. I mean, he's he should be starting. I mean, I understand the whole you want to give Markel Fultz confidence, but uh, he just needs to come off the bench. Yeah, he does. And then Wilson Chandler's back. I like Wilson Chandler, you know, being a Knicks fan. Uh, um, actually, I, I'm not going to lie. When he was on the Knicks, I wasn't that crazy about him. But I did I did like him towards the end of his tenure because he fit well in D'Antoni's system. But I don't know, man. The Sixers, do you think Butler's a good fit? Because I'm, I am I'm, I go back and forth with this. I'm, I'm kind of – I think he is a good fit because he's like – because he – the one – his main thing, the main thing about Butler is like he plays hard. Like he's – he – he always he's gonna give you a hundred percent all the time, and and Bead and uh, Simmons are two players I like. They also play hard, so being he he fits in that sense. Now I don't know how it works on the floor during games, like how it's gonna how it's gonna translate because it's still very very early. Right. It's still I think it's, it's very very early. They're still trying to figure it out. They like you said they might add some more pieces, but um they could be the thir- they could be third in the in the East, right? Actually, wait. Fourth in the East. Celtics, Bucks, um, Raptors, Raptors. Yeah. Uh, then you have. Yeah, I'd say they're fourth. Like a, they could be a they could be a top four team in the East. They should be a top four. Yeah, they should East. be a top four. They're better than Indiana. Yeah. And then right now, six, seven, eight is Detroit, Charlotte, Orlando. Orlando's eight. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on in the East? Detroit. Detroit is what? Jeez. Detroit's six. Ugh. Big win in Toronto the other day. Dwayne Casey, shout out Dwayne Casey, coming back to his old stomping grounds and drawing up an out-of-bounds play for the win. First of all, okay, can I say something real quick about that? Go, if, do it. If Kawhi didn't dribble the ball off his foot, right? that that would have never happened. And by the way, nobody's talking about that. Like It's just like, ah, oh, you're just going to let the robot man just get away with that. It, <laughs> let, let that be LeBron. Let that be LeBron. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> You let, you let you let Mr. Android get a, get away, Mr. He's not he's not a real person, bro. Anybody that laughs like that is either suicidal, like I, it's a killer, or like <laughs> like he's nah, man. You don't. That's not that's not normal, bro. That's not. But well, here's why you let him get away with it. They're still twelve and three. Like they're still first in the East. They they might be the second best team in the league. They they might be. I'm, I'm just saying. Like had that had that been this is. Again, going to like how everybody's saying like LeBron is having a bad year, even though he's putting up these numbers, and he's he's to me he's been playing okay. If LeBron did that, uh, what's his name? Skip Bayless would have been 
the next one, this is why he's he's trash. We overrate. Like, he, he would have gotten blasted. Such yeah, trouble. but here's, like and I said, they were 12 and 3. Like, do you think Dwayne Casey feels vindicated, though, coming back and just winning a game? Laying one? No. He, right. That's what he, I'm saying. And, and and the Raptors are still 12 and 3. So I'm a Raptors fan. It's like, yeah, Dwayne, you got your victory. But look at us, man. We're the ones he were 12 yeah, and 3. Yeah, like, I, I don't think, I think maybe. It's, he's going to be uh, vindicated when they uh, get in the playoffs and the uh, Raptors get swept again. So, <laughs> Do you think the Raptors are still Fugazi? Because that was my thing, the, we the Fugazi. And I, I, That's always in my slogan. It's, it's, it's them, the Wizards, are like the worst. Like they just, like the, the team crash and burn. That's all they do. They're lucky now because LeBron is on the other side. But I can't wait till the playoffs start and then Kyle Lowry uh, has another breakdown and can't find his shot. <laughs> wow. So you think that's just their team identity? Even though Kawhi Leonard comes over, he's a champion, Finals MVP, doesn't change. It, it. might. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like a hater. It might because he he he's a big addition. So is Danny Green. Like it. it that, that I'm glad you said that, dude, because people didn't talk about Danny Green coming over to Toronto when that trade happened. No, that's a that's a big pick. Gigantic pickup. That's a big pickup. Because they're not twelve yeah. and three without that's... Danny Green. Danny Green's been solid for them. I, I cannot believe like nobody talked about that. Yeah, they don't. They, he doesn't get a lot of the credit he deserves. But he, that's a, that's a that's a big pickup. That was a big, especially you lose your two guard, you lose you lose Amar and you pick up Danny Green and Kawhi. Like that's that's a big pickup. Yeah, it's huge. So, so yeah, I, it might it might I don't know it might it might change. I don't know. I. I'm just not a fan of Raptors. <laughs> I think that's uh, what me it too, is. Me too, man. I, I call them the most Fugaziest team in the league. We the Fugazi. And, you know, Kawhi might change my mind. Last year, they almost fooled me because they were the one seed and they were playing good. But there was something about them. I was like, nah, I, I still don't buy it. But this year, I'm I, I'm starting to kind of change my mind. I also like Fred Van Vliet a lot, man. I know he's the backup point guard. He's not the point guard. But I love his game. Like, I would want him on my team. I want him on the Knicks. I want Fred Van Vliet on the Knicks. You want him and Ron Baker? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Go Shockers. You want the Wichita? <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, man, I love Van Vliet's game. I think he, he heads that second unit very well. He's he's just a baller, man. He knows how to play the game. He really does. And then uh, Pascal's been balling, dude. Yeah. Like, they've they've been playing, man. They, they, they're they different. And Ibaka is not what he was in OKC, but he's okay. You know, it's it's – I think they're a solid squad. I'm interested to see, you know, how much of it was Dwayne Casey. Maybe Dwayne Casey was a problem in the playoffs. Maybe he didn't get him prepared. Maybe he didn't make him mentally strong enough. So when they saw LeBron, they didn't pee their pants. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, I definitely think. Um, well, I he he might he might get some of the blame on that, but they were definitely not prepared when they played uh, the Cavs because I knew they were going to get swept after like the I want to say after the first quarter of the first game. That's early, dude. <laughs> Okay, but peep game. Like watching how much, um, the because what was it? They played Indiana first, right? The Cavs played Indiana first, then they played the Raptors, right? Yeah. Watching how much the uh, the Cavs struggled against Indiana, because the Cavs all they did every possession was on on the defensive side. They switched to everything, right? And then they would attack. On the switch, they would just attack on the switch. So they were attacking like Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson and going downhill and causing a lot of like uh, fouls or whatever. And that's how that's all Oladipo was doing. The whole if you if you go back and watch that series, that's all they would set a pick, 
they'll they'll force a switch and attack off the switch. Right. And it was working. It, it got them to seven games. Okay. Go, went to the, I'm watching. I'm watching them against the Raptors. Um, the Raptors are setting those screens. They're dumping the ball down low to Jonas Valanciunas and saying, "Hey, Jonas." carry us and then they'll kick it out and they're shooting mid-range jumpers and i'm like are you did you not watch any of the last series none of it yeah and then on top of that the rosen just had a horrible series to the point where they he sat him like that was just but that's what i'm saying like that's the reason why you get swept now he's not on the team anymore like the rosen to me has always been one of the most overrated players in the league and i apologize to him right now because i've always said that about him and he's balling right now for the spares so good for him you think he you thought he was overrated i don't think Uh, he's overrated i always thought he was overrated I don't think he's overrated. Always. I he's good. Don't we, he's good. I don't think he was like number one on the team carry you to the playoffs good though. But nobody on that team is. Well, at that time. Nope. Okay, at that time. Nope. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Saying. At that time, nobody was. Like Yeah, he, but people were saying, like, you know, the duo uh Lowry and DeRozan could be that. I mean, they were the one seed. So people were like, I'm, hey. And people were picking the Raptors against this against the Cavs last year. So if you I, if you think that, you gotta think he's he's that type of player. I mean, they were you, – you, I don't know why. The previous the previous season, uh, what's saying? Lowry had a breakdown and couldn't hit, couldn't do anything. Right. Like, he, he had to take a – what is it, a mental, like, uh, yeah, break. You know, yeah, during the middle of the game and then had to – was shooting around at the end of the game and, like, uh, in a full – like, they just mentally, they were just – they just couldn't, I guess, cross that uh, – Cross that line or whatever it was. Yeah, so it's just they were just always an underachieving team. They got swept by the Wizards that one year. They lost a seven to your Brooklyn Nets that one year. Yes, it's they just, did. It's just always like just because it wasn't always the Cavs. People make it out to be like, oh, they see LeBron and piss their pants. Yeah, but they also got swept by the Wizards as the higher seed, and they also yep. lost to the, the Brooklyn Nets at home in the game seven. Yeah. So it's it's it wasn't just the Cavs. I think it was just the DNA of that team. It's just whether or not now that Casey's gone. And then the Kawhi's in, does the DNA change? And I, I'm looking forward to that because it feels like it has. For the for me, for the first time, it feels like it feels like it has. But okay, so but do you think they still do you think they would they would have uh they still would be successful right now if Dwayne Casey was still the coach and uh DeRozan was gone? Like twelve and three successful? Yeah. That's a good question. I, I yeah, I, I think they'd be like eleven four two. I I think so. I that's a good question. Yeah, I think so. Because I think Dwayne Casey's a good coach. I do think he's a good coach. Because not for nothing, like you said, they were, they were the number one seed last year. Right. So regular season was never the problem. Regular season is never the problem. Like, they were when they won a bunch of games last year, too. It's just when it comes to playoff time, when it matters is right. when it starts to go downhill. I mean, we're just going to have to wait the playoff time to figure it out. But I'm just, just, I'm just saying that the narrative has kind of changed in my head. I always make fun of Raptors fans on Twitter, and I call them and say, <laughs> and I mean it. I'm always right. But this, this year, I, I'm still – the jury's still out. You kind of got to be subjective and yeah. not take it to that level. Um, I want to talk about our Nets and Knicks really quick before we leave because we have to. Um, I, I feel like you and I can't have a conversation without us ragging on our teams. Ugh. And – I feel bad for you because I think that you had something to look forward to this year. We think, were actually okay. <laughs> and fun to watch too. Like, okay. Oh man. It's rough. So you think Karras going down, that's it? Yeah. Because first of all, I was watching that game and uh, I, I feel like, uh, I think uh, Derek Rose said it. Like he, he saw, he saw when it happened to uh, Haywood. He saw it when it happened to um, Paul George and he, he saw when it happened to, uh, Karis LeVert. Jesus all Christ. Three, Derek, yeah, all, are you serious? He he was on the court all three times. Or he was on the team. Yeah, because he was on the Cavs when it happened uh with Haywood. 
on the Celtics. He was on Team USA, happened with Paul George, oh. and then he was on Timberwolves. All three games, I I actually saw it when it happened. Also, I was watching all those games when it happened. That's I I saw that happen to Karras. It was like with twenty five seconds left in the in the half. Right. And I, I started, I was like, oh shit, I had to walk away and stretch my legs. Cause I was like that, I just did not see that. That's crazy. It's, the fact, uh, the fact they said that it's, it's not as bad and he could be back. It blows absurd. my mind. Absurd. It, it blows absurd. my mind. I'm like, dog, your, your knee was one way. Your ankle was the stop, other. Stop, I, stop, I, can't I, do I don't it. get it. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. Cannot I, do it. Uh, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, uh, I, I, I really feel bad for him cause he, you could he worked so hard after like all his injuries in college and everything. Like everybody was talking about, he was gonna have a good year. He was gonna have a good year, and he was having a good year. He was he was playing really well. Um, and then that that happens. The problem with him being out is that it forces like players, some specific players, to get more minutes. Like Alan Crabb, who can't hit a single shot to save his life. How many? How much did you pay him? Didn't you give him a nice contract too? Look, I like I didn't. One, he had one. You not you, <laughs> brother. Brother, I didn't give him the contract. <laughs> I wouldn't have given the contract. They gave him that contract. The Blazers matched. Then the Blazers right. traded him to, back to the Nets, and it was ended up being for less because there was a trade kicker. Basically, the Nets ended up screwing over the Blazers and paying him less than. It's it's really complicated, but he's not to me. He's he's not worth all that money. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got Damari Carroll back, right? I mean, he's been back for a few games. Yeah, he's not worth as much as he's getting. Paid. I mean, he's not either, but he's a he's good. He's okay. He he's, is good enough to step in for Karis Levert. No, he's not. You don't think so? Not, I'm not saying not. he's going to do what Karis. I mean, listen, Levert was averaging almost 20 points a game. I think you think he was averaging. Let me see. Yeah, Levert. Yeah. Yeah. He was at close to twenty points a game, yeah. but it's like it's it's not even that. It's like he's uh he plays, he guards usually the best player, the best guard on the team, exactly. and he's also one of the even with uh D'Angelo Russell on on the team, he's one of the the best passers on the team in terms of getting like the uh Jared Allen easy dunks and stuff. He was huge. So and and he was like the player when like oh we need a bucket, give it a carries clear out. He's gonna go to the rim and finish like. We finally had that player like that right. could do that, and now that's and then, gone. So, <laughs> <laughs> what about like? Are you happy with D'Angelo this year? Uh, 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 uh yes, and yeah, but like, he, would uh, you rather just ride with Dinwiddie? I you see because honestly, bit, they play the same amount of minutes. I'm looking at the stats right now. They play the same amount of minutes. Um, mm-hmm. D'Angelo averages two points more per game. But Dinwiddie <laughs> shoots seven percent better from the field than him. But the problem is that like. Um, like D'Angelo will start off a game and hit like, and this has happened multiple times. And you can you can see it on you can ask any Nets fan. Um, he would score like twelve straight points, right? Yeah. And then the coach will bench him, bring in Dimwitty, and it's like the he stuck on, he stuck on uh, whatever the minutes are, whatever the minutes they have penciled in. Like th- he's gonna play th- these minutes and he's gonna play these minutes regardless of how they're playing. So there'll be there'll be games where there was a game where uh, I think Russell had 15 points in the like eight minutes in the first quarter. Okay. He ended the, he ended the game with 16 points because he sat for so long. He came back. He was cold. I see what you're saying. 
and it's like okay, like Sp- my thing with Spencer is that Spencer is Spencer is good. Spencer is good to the point where like he's good. At, he's good to come off the bench because he's he's consistent. He's always you're, gonna you're get, gonna get the same thing from him every yeah, night. Yeah, regardless, regardless, because he's he's gonna he's not gonna turn over the ball. He like he's gonna give you twelve to fifteen points every game. He's gonna hit ridiculous threes when it's like uh when it's clutch time or whatever, but he's he's very consistent. Uh D'Angelo is like a wild card where he can score like he's capable of scoring like twenty five to thirty points a game, but he's also capable of going like zero. Right. With like six turnovers. Yeah. So now so, that Levert's gone, are, are we are you tanking for Zion Zion and, and RJ Barrett? <laughs> uh, the, the Duke hype? The Duke hype? Are you are you on the are you on the Duke hype yet? Listen, are you, are man, you, here's the thing. I, I would watch highlights of Zion Williams in high school and then I would be like, Okay, he is a freak athletically. And then I would see, you know, after he'd dunk, I would see where the ball would land. It would land on a five foot eight white boy's head. <laughs> and I'd be like, Okay, well he's doing it against five foot eight white boys. Uh nothing against the white boys in the world. Nothing against Nah, man, say, say, say how you feel, bro. Nothing against the gringos. Nah, say how you feel, bro. <laughs> I'm just, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It always looked like he's playing against JV competition, even though like exactly. So I even though like I've I've seen I've seen like highlights of him playing against like better competition, and he still does what he does. Right. I'll say this: five foot eight white boy is the same as a five foot eight Puerto Rican five foot eight <laughs> black dude. Why? Why are you trying to? Why are you trying? Why are you trying to clean it up, bro? Don't I'm just saying he just so happened. To live in an area <laughs> that played against a lot of white people. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But but honestly, to, uh, to get seriously quick, yeah, um, yeah I, I saw that and I was like, okay, I don't know how he's going to do against competition because you have people like you remember Seventh Woods. Yeah, I remember Seventh. <laughs> yeah, I thought Who's... Seventh Woods was like the next LeBron. He was unreal. Like these, what you saw from him, you know, he was four. He was fourteen, fifteen, like doing unreal stuff. Now he's like the backup point guard in North Carolina. So it's like, all right, you know, these kids kind of, you see them, they're kind of a flash in the pan. But, I mean, seeing what I see with Duke, man, he's he can ball. He can play defense. He can pass. He's just he shoot like 83% from the field, which is absurd. Yeah. His game, uh, it makes no sense to be that big and that quick. Like, it doesn't it doesn't no, add it doesn't. up. It doesn't Look. add up. And he, he looks like he has a, a bit of a shot. I'm not saying he's a sharpshooter by any means, but he can he can hit a he has he can hit yeah, a jumper. He can, he can hit, hit a jumper, shot. and that's one thing that's always been like okay with with these college kids, especially freshmen. It's like okay, he can't shoot yet, can't shoot yeah. yet. I'm not saying he has a shot of professional, but I mean it's there. He yeah. has the confidence to take the shot. So I don't know, man. I I've liked what I see from him. I'm not gonna lie. I think he has a bright, bright, bright future. I think R.J. Barrett has a bright, bright, bright future. I'm in. I'm in on the Duke hype, man. I know it's only been three games. So it's who, early. Who would you prefer in the Knicks? Barrett. Barrett. Yeah, just because he's a point guard, and you know me, point guards, man. I'm not sure. I, you know what? I take that back, Zion, because Zion could be the next LeBron, and I'm not even exact. I don't think I'm saying that in an exaggeration. That's uh, I don't know if he could be the next LeBron. That's kind of like I wouldn't say like at greatest of all time, but look at his look look how high he gets. Look at look at his his body, dude. He's gonna shape out. He's gonna be a fucking beast. I'm saying, but like saying the next LeBron, it's like like. Th- Put it this way, like Zion can do a lot, but like LeBron does a lot on the court. That's true. Like, and I don't know Zion's IQ yet. 
I'm not saying he's dumb of dumb basketball. I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, LeBron, like you, he just knows the game. Oh, like, like I always talk about Le- LeBron makes these some of the hardest passes look so casual. Right, but I mean, I saw Zion make some dimes the other day. Like, I was just like, this dude could pass too. Are you serious? Yeah. And listen, it's only three games. I haven't seen much of him. Yeah, I don't want to get overly hyped, but I just think as far as body and athleticism, he's there. Absolutely there. Cool. And if his skills are anything what I think they could be, he he could absolutely be one of uh, one of the best players to ever play the game. And I, I I know it's very early for me to say that, but I'm I don't give it to him. Like hot take, hot take. What up? I don't. Know, I think I don't know if he fits. With uh, actually, I don't know if it fits like Porzingis and all that. I think R.J. Barrett is a better fit. No, I do too for the for the Knicks specifically. Yeah. But I mean, like if for instance, if you if I were to ask you, let's go back to the O three draft with like Wade, um, Melo, LeBron, Bosh. Like you wouldn't pick out of those four the one who fit the Nets the best. You'd pick LeBron because he's freaking LeBron. No, pick you know I'll, no, I'll pick Darko. Okay, or Dark, like Darko would fit the Nets. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm picking Darko. I'm picking Darko. Yeah, you're picking Darko. <laughs> even, even Kawhi's like, you give me a I'm break. I'm picking Darko, hands down. Just yeah, legend, yeah. legendary. Right, give me a break. But you get yeah, my point, right? Yeah, of course. So, that's the thing. I mean, would RJ Barrett fit the Knicks better? In theory, yes, because the Knicks would need a point guard. I like Frank Nilakina, but I think he's more of a backup. Wait, RJ's, RJ's not a point guard. He's a point guard. RJ, he's gonna play RJ Barrett? He's gonna play point guard in the league. I the six it. eight small forwards, like the six six uh, yes. guard. He's not gonna play point guard. Watch, watch. He's not gonna play point guard. He he, he loves to sh- he loves to shoot too much. Like he's not gonna watch. Point guard. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Do you like who do you like better? Who do I like better? I like I, yes. I don't know. I like them both. I, I even I even like Cam Reddish. I even like as as a shooter. Like I think he's. He might probably end up panning out like being a better pro than both of them because he's six eight and he's a knockdown shooter. Who's the point guard for you? Is, is it Trey, Trey Jones? Jones? Trey yeah. Jones is the point guard. Right? Yeah, Tyus Jones' brother. Trey jo- so who they? They have Trey. They have Zion. They have RJ. What's Trey like? I, and they have Cam. I saw, I saw a couple games. He's he's kind of like he can he can hit. You know the thing is that in high school he was like um he was he's more, he was more athletic than Ty, uh, Tyus Jones is, but he was more of a. Uh, more of a mid-range shooter from what I remember. Dude, RJ moves like a point guard to me, man. Dog, R- but RJ's not a point guard. I'm just saying, like, I'll be... Sh- I'll, if, like, I... If if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But he, there's... To me, there's no way I see that kid playing point guard. Really? There's no... RJ... There's no... I, he reminded me of, like, a dame who, like, would put up, like, 20 shots but still have, like, four, five, six dog, assists. He's like... He had a... See, I, he, he had a bunch of... When I saw him play... Listen, I only seen him play yeah. once. He was he had assists like he was pat like he was shooting a lot but he was also like he moved like a point guard to me. I mean like I'm well on that team they're very unselfish but he scored the first game they played against Kentucky he scored what like thirty whatever it was on on right. like thirty three shots. He shot that many times really. Or like whatever he shot it like you'd have to look it up. Um, this is why I don't talk college <laughs> basketball people. Last year I would have like Josh Veltri. And I'm just be like, all right, talk to me about college. Yeah, Veltri, Veltri, like, he was, he was, he was, Veltri's, Veltri, if Veltri's listening, if he made it this far into this episode, he's probably like cringing at what I'm <laughs> yelling at Josh. He is not, he's a, not point a point guard. guard. Are you talking about? All I'm saying is that I saw one game, he moved like a point guard to me and he had like a few assists and I was like, oh, he passes the ball too. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm going to look up how many assists he had because I'm not tripping on this. I know I'm not tripping. I think you 
Yeah, he had six assists. He had six assists in that game. He's not. He's not. How many? How many times he shoot? Twenty six. <laughs> What point guard going to shoot 26 times, bro? Yeah. But then he had four then he had four assists. How many times he shoot? He had he had four assists next game. How many game. times he shoot? I'm sorry, he had two assists oh. next game. He had 19 shots. But then he had six assists and again. How many times he shoot? 21. <laughs> That's a guard, B. That's a two guard. Right, That's listen, a scoring guard. This is all I'm saying. I I've watched Duke once. I saw him pass. I saw, and he I moved. saw him pass. He, he moved like a point guard to me, so I assumed he was a point guard. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive I relax. Me. Nah. Everybody, you college basketball fans yelling at the, at, at the podcast. This guy knows nothing about basketball. Yeah, I got it. Like, don't don't make me do my mellow take all over again, so you can see how right I've been. Oh, jeez. Eight, <laughs> eight, eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah, man. So, uh, what's uh, how you feel about the Knicks right now, dude? I. It's like a tryout. That's what I think. You know how you try out in high school for three days yeah. or two days, whatever, whatever your tryout was, and then you get a team. Like, I feel like this is a six-month tryout. <laughs> like, oh, we're just like, figuring it out. We're just figuring it out. After game 82, Fizz is going to post a list <laughs> on the wall, and all 14 Knicks are going to go to the list and see if their names are That's crazy, bro. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like to me. Um. It's it's interesting because they just got blown out. They're, they they're starting to get blown out, and you know your fandom. You're always you're always mad at that. Yeah. But I'm always now. I'm taking a step back, and I'm like, oh, I lost my twenty something to OKC, and then it's like, okay, but you know what? This is a tryout. This is a tryout. This, this is what this it is. is We're seeing what we have. I like I like uh, I like Coach Fisdale as a coach because he, he I do cares. Too. I'm I'm anxious to see what he's going to do when he has a squad. Yeah. I mean, like, if, I think it would be different if Porzingis was back and they were still, like, struggling. But I like the specific pieces on the team I like. I've never been a fan of the Frank pick. You know this for a fact. Um, yeah, I, I like Frank. I, I'm one of those Knicks fans who I will fight you. I mean, Frank. cool. You can fight me, but uh, this doesn't matter. Like, I'm not – like, he yeah. came in as a – what was he, a point guard? Now he's playing, like, small yes. forward. Like, No, he's not. He's playing point guard still. Yo, you got to check. You got to check your lineup for me. <laughs> What are you talking about? Frank's been playing point they, guard. They, they start Moody at point guard now. No, for the last three games, yes. But I'm saying, like, Frank was was point guard. No, all he year. wasn't. Bege- yes, beginning he was. of the year, they started Trey Burke at point guard. Frank has been playing point guard the whole Frank year, has man. Been playing... Up until recently, Moody has been playing well, so he started he started Moody in the point guard position. Yes, I'm, t- I'm telling you, he's not a small. They've forward. been playing him a small forward. Jesus Christ, Quab! What is going on? It was been yo. The lineup has been Trey Burke, uh, no, Tim Hardaway, in the Tim Hardaway Jr. and Fuck Tim and, Hardaway and, Jr. and Frank at, at the three. That's how they started. That's how- <laughs> that's a weird lineup. It was a weird lineup. The games that I saw, Frank has been playing point guard. I'm telling you, <laughs> and I know Moutier. I know Moutier has been starting lately, which I am not a fan of. Because he's one of those people who doesn't make the list to me. He doesn't make the list. He, does, he gets cut. Yeah, he gets yeah. cut. Well, I'll say this. Actually, Frank has started some games at point guard. Cut. I know he has. I've been watching the because games. Because it's been him. Uh, they also started was uh, Dotson. Yes, that's right. Dotson and um, who else? Who else has been starting? 
who's the uh the second round? Noah Vonley. Noah Vonley. Who actually I, I've always liked. I don't know why he's not like he he should be better. He's awkward. He should be so much better. He's awkward. That to me. that kid um can shoot for how like for his size. He actually has touch out to the three point line, and he's really athletic. I don't know what's going on in between in between his ears that he's never been able to like stick anywhere. But like, I'm glad at least he's getting like a chance here, like here and there to try and figure it out. But that he's like naturally he's very talented. Right. So the games that I've been watching, it's been like Frank Doxon, Hardaway, Vonley, um, and um, yeah, Vonley and Mitchell, Mitchell, Robinson. Mitchell Robinson. There we go. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I don't. I, listen, I haven't watched. I didn't watch the blowout against Oklahoma City. I know Moody's been starting, but um, I don't. Know, Frank the three. That sounds really weird. That sounds really. Weird. Either way, I like Frank because he plays defense. Um, oh, okay. Which is, I think, is a big deal. I think he's a smart basketball player. I think he's a little passive. I think he needs to be more aggressive. He's not confident scoring the basketball, but I, I like him, man. He's just a smart basketball you know, player. One, I was gonna say like, this. This is going to go off a little bit of a tangent, but like. The one thing about the NBA is like how it's like celebrated if somebody actually plays defense. Well, I mean that's where we're that's at what, now, man. Where like the term the term two way player, like it's like if there's like oh he's a good he's one of the best two way players. Like it's not this is not football where like you play offense and then you sit down. <laughs> right. No, I, I get what you're saying. Like you're, you're supposed, supposed to be. A you're good supposed to be play. Like both that's sides. a player. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to play right. both sides. Like. But it's always a big deal where people are like, oh man, he's a really he can he can play defense. I'm like, yo, most of the time, playing defense in the NBA is giving effort. That's true. I mean, that's what defense yeah, is. That's all it is. It is it's effort. just giving effort. It's it's a hell of yeah. effort. It's hard to play defense. So some so, people are just more no, skilled than others. Like the like uh the the role. That's true. It is, it's also yeah. skill. It's also skill, but yeah, you're right. But I don't know, man. I, it's early. I like what I see from Alonzo Trier is, is dope. He, he was um, a great pickup. Little, he was. He was. I mean, I'm I, I'm a I'm afraid of his nickname Isozo. Well, that's who he is. Um, like, I know. But he he's but, um, he's I'm, perfect. He's perfect for that role off the bench. Like, yo, we just need to go get some buckets. Go get some buckets. Like, yeah. So I like him. I like Mitchell Robinson. I, I'm I like what I'm seeing. I know who I would cut. Cantor? Would you so, cut Cantor? I like Cantor, but I would. <laughs> but I, but I okay. Uh, I know you'd cut Tim Hardaway Jr. Absolutely, one thousand percent. Uh, well, I'm trying. You'd cut Moutier. Yes. Uh, I'd cut Noah Vonleh. Wow, that's crazy. I would not. I would. Would man. you cut Hizonia? I cut him. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't think you'd cut Dotson. No, I would not. He could shoot. Yeah. He shoots better than I thought he could. I, I didn't know he was a shooter. Vonley? Yeah, I don't like him. He's what? awkward. That's crazy. He's all right. Yeah, he's like, ah. He's awkward. I like Vaughn. He's awkward. Only because I feel like we can do better at that position. What's better? Like, way What's better. What's better, though? Like, look, first of all, KP. Well, well is the four, yeah. right? So you're hoping KP is what? Is KP going to be your five or four? Doesn't matter. Like, if you're, if, if, if you're Nick's going, like, it depends. Like, I, I don't know. I think, uh. I just, when I think big guy, I just think more, I think you're just taking up space for KP. So if you're big and taking up space, but I feel like there there's certain there's certain yeah. li- there are certain lineups he could he could be in there with KP if KP was healthy. And then you just put KP you put KP yeah. at the five. I mean, regardless of like they're both 
he's still he's what what is he? Vonley's still like six ten, six eleven. Like he could still guard regardless yeah. of size. And basketball, positionless basketball, yeah. baby. It's the new yeah. wave. It's the new wave. All right, Quab. Well, listen, man. It's been nice, man. This was a nice conversation. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed having this conversation. Always, always enjoy having this conversation. We didn't. By the way, we didn't even talk about the drama in Golden State, which is crazy. Oh, we, we didn't. We Let's really skipped over that. I just the, the only point we, I want to make is that with, with all that going on, I only feel bad for one person. Who? Demarcus Cousins. Why? Because. DeMarcus Cousins, you know what I mean? He just signed this little, his little uh, veterans minimum contract. He just came here just to win his little uh, championship. And these guys are out here just acting all rude and mean. Like, they, they're messing up for DeMarcus, okay? DeMarcus just wants this <laughs> ring. He He's just wants get to, the ring, dude. He just He's wants to sit it. down and just relax and just finally, finally play in the playoffs and get his ring. And these guys are out here arguing and being all extra. And Draymond is calling it's people. one game, man. They're going to be fine. They can argue up and down the court. All playoffs, and they're still going to win a ring. They're still, they're still going to win a ring. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's crazy. It's fine. Where can people find you, Quab? Let them know. Let the people know. Uh, you can. Uh, my Twitter is uh, Quab, aka Yes. Yes, baby. Yes, baby. My web, my website is QuabYesMusic.com. Uh, don't go on it. Just don't go. Doesn't matter. Just don't, don't, don't check it out. Whatever I'm telling you. Don't get most of the time. Just don't look, don't look for it. Don't don't click on anything. Don't listen. To anything. Don't do it. Don't. That's Please. really fucking funny. Just don't do it. Oh man, Just the dime is at the dime NBA on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm Josh Rodriguez at Josh underscore. Follow Rodriguez that. Do that. Yeah. Follow that. Follow that. Please. Please, Please follow Please that. Please do that. Follow that. <laughs> All right, Quab, it's some real man. Thanks for hopping on and. Just a side note, I don't know if you really are serious about doing this YouTube show. It's a secret, guys. I'm not going to tell you what it is. But I definitely, we got to set it up because I definitely get some YouTube content going. And I think you and I can have uh, some good times. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. That's definitely, definitely got to do that. Yes, sir. All right, next week, I'm going to have Mike Rippey on the show. He is a former host with me at AfterBuzz TV and also Josh Veltri. Ooh. Good old Josh Veltri. What up, Josh? Josh Veltri in the house. Josh Veltri, one of the most underrated three-point shooters in SRC history. Hands down. Hands, why was he so underrated? Um, I didn't think he was underrated. I already told you he's white. I know he could shoot. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I just feel like he, he wasn't given the credit that he deserved. What credit? Like, uh, look, he, he on the court. You, 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 you see him, right? You know what he could do. <laughs> close out. Close out. Chop your feet and close out, brother. You know. You, like, he, when he won the three-point competition, I was the only one who picked him. Were you really? I, I mean, I don't know if I was the only one, but I know that I picked him. Who else was in that contest? I don't remember. What? They they weren't white then. I'm saying Josh, I knew Josh. Was going they were white. You can tell me there's a three point contest and it wasn't more than one white dude. Give me a break. Who won? Josh Veltri won. Uh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. All right, sharpshooter Josh Veltri <laughs> on the show next week. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. If you aren't subscribed, subscribe already. Um, well, yeah. I'll see you next week. Quab, thanks again. Later. All right, peace. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.